Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Small Data with T, where we are passionate about the power of small data in healthcare. I am your host, Tanasia Gonzalez, but you can call me T. Data has certainly changed the game in healthcare. Big data has blown the roof off, but small data, now that's the future. Small data allows us to dive deep into the key insights and take quick, customized action to achieve phenomenal results in performance and quality improvement. Let's explore this today. Thanks so much for joining us. If you have any questions for me or any of my guests, feel free to reach out to me at tgonzalez at eima-inc.com. Enjoy the show. Let's go. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Small Data with T, where we explore the power of small data in healthcare. I'm so excited to have Sujata Gidumao, I hope I pronounced that correctly, um, on the show today to talk about price transparency. She is super passionate about price transparency and really helping patients and informing patients and empowering patients to make better decisions. And that is what we're gonna be talking about today. We're talking about what the folks over at ClearCost Health, where uh, Suji, we call her, uh, serves as a vice president. Um, They're doing some great things to help patients make better and informed decisions. And Suji, welcome to the show. I'm going to go ahead and ask you to start your video and we can start our discussion. Perfect. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for being on the show. We've been talking for some time about getting together and talking about price transparency and some of the stuff, the things that you all are doing at ClearCost. First of all, what do we mean by price transparency? Exactly what is meant by that? Great question. And yeah, I appreciate you having me on. I'm excited to talk about this with you today. Um, so when we say price transparency, what we're talking about is giving people, empowering patients with mm-hmm. the ability to see how much it is that they're going to pay for their healthcare mm-hmm. before they go to see a healthcare provider. So whether it's a doctor or a therapist or anything like that, when I say provider, I just mean generally anyone who is working in healthcare. Um, So it's allowing for transparency in pricing so that when it is, when you're going to go to a provider, whether it's for physical therapy or an MRI, or just to visit your doctor for a checkup, you have an understanding of what the cost may be when you go there um, so that you can make an informed decision. Cool. And like a lot of folks really don't understand that there could be a significant cost coming out of their own pocket. Right. Yeah, so. I think that I think that for years um, people had copays with with their plans or you know a small amount of cost share when it is that they go to the right. doctor and so people just kind of got used to paying ten or twenty dollars when you go to the doctor and not really thinking about costs or looking at different options. I think that more and more people are very much becoming aware of the fact that healthcare comes with a pretty significant cost and I think that's something that people are actually very cognizant of these days just mm-hmm. because there's been such a trend. Um, you know, as I said, it used to be that health plans would have a copay when you went to see a provider, whether it was for imaging like an x-ray or an MRI or going to the mm-hmm. doctor or getting your lab work done. And now it's really moving towards more of a deductible type of plan okay. where there's a certain amount that you need to pay when you go see a provider or receive mm-hmm. healthcare services before the health plan starts to kick in with any services or any payment at all. Mm-hmm. And so 
you know, there's a deductible, which may be as little as 250 or $500. It might be as much as $5,000 before the health plan, the health insurance company starts to contribute. So all of a sudden, if people are in what they call a high deductible health plan, which would really be a deductible anywhere from $2,000 to $5,000, I would say, um, you know, all of a sudden people have to be really cognizant of how much it is that they're spending um, because you're you're exposed to the price of the care, you're Mm going to be paying for that for a long time before your health plan starts to kick in any of that cost. Mm -hmm. Um, The, the other thing that uh, actually one of, one of our co, we have two co-founders, both who have been in healthcare and healthcare reimbursement for a very, very long time, longer than I'm actually allowed to say, they're both older. Um, So many decades. Um, And they, the way that they like to frame it is, you know, by putting people in a high deductible plan, you are, you are making them have skin in the game, Mm. but they don't have any way to save their own skin. So it's like, hey, you're in this high deductible plan, but we're not going to tell you how much you need to pay. It's like if you went to a restaurant and they said, you're going to be paying for this meal. You can choose what you want to order from the menu, but there's no prices on the menu. And we'll tell you in a few weeks how much it is that you spent and then you'll need to pay it. Right. So, you know, it's crazy. Usually when you walk into a restaurant or any store and there are no prices listed, it means get out. Yeah, it means very expensive. <laughs> very expensive. That's what it means. Like, yeah. remove yourself don't care. Yeah. immediately. Right. So but if you think about it, that's yeah. how all of healthcare works. So, yeah. you know, all of healthcare is you're going to come here. You don't know exactly what services you're going to get. You don't know how much it's going to cost. You don't know when you're going to receive a bill. It's just very opaque. And so what mm-hmm. we're trying to do is to make it a little bit more transparent so that you right. can navigate and, and be in charge of your own care. That's kind of considered part of health literacy. Yeah. I mean, like understanding, you know, what's the totality of what you're responsible for, what you need to do, what you have to do. um, Absolutely. And And it's also, I I would say it's a tool to help people towards health literacy, right? So it's a a tool that people can use Mm -hmm. to become more informed. Right. Because it it could be a little intimidating to feel, especially... (laughs) folks who are not, you know, interacting with folks or that computer savvy, they may think, oh, no, that's too complicated, I don't, or whatever, and then wind up with huge bills. And I don't know how this happened, you know, so, um, so clear cost health, what exactly does clear cost, cost health do? Sure. Um, so what we do is we take claims data, which is data on, you know, what patients received which services and how much was paid. Mm -hmm. And then we reverse engineer that own data. So it's kind of like a train that makes its own tracks, essentially. Um, And we turn that into a tool that's really easy for people to use. So um, we have a website and a mobile app, and you can log on, type in whatever it is that you're looking for, the service that you want to receive. So knee MRI, um, you know, delivery, like if you're about to have a baby and you want to know how much that's going to cost, that's something that people definitely like to have an an estimate of before it is that they go into the hospital, Um, you know, doctor's office visit, whatever it is, you can type in what it is that you're looking for. And we'll show you the providers that are in your area that are in network within your plan. We'll show you the total cost, which is the amount that was negotiated between the health plan and the provider in terms of what will be paid. And then we'll show you the patients, meaning your 
out-of-pocket cost, mm -hmm. estimated out-of-pocket cost. Mm -hmm. And that depends on your benefit plan. So, you know, okay. are you on a deductible? Do you have a copay? We take all of that into consideration right. as well as where you are in your plan. So okay. if it's January and you have a deductible, you may not have spent anything towards your deductible. Mm -hmm. And so you might be responsible for the full cost. If it's December and you've already mm -hmm. spent your deductible, you may be in the co-insurance part of your plan. You might have hit your out-of-pocket maximum okay. and not have to pay anything. And so we're taking, we do a real-time ping and then take all of that into consideration when we give you your cost estimate. Nice. Uh, so in the system, or is it very visual? Or yeah. is it a bunch of tables or folks have an option like how they want to view it? Yeah, just... yeah, you can view it in a table, in a map. Um, right. You know, you can sort, filter, all of those fun things that you kind of, kind of that I feel like they're things that people have now come to expect from, from websites, essentially. Okay. Yeah. Kind of like shopping. It's like shopping for your healthcare. So almost the same oh, way right. that you would shop online. You're essentially mm -hmm. just shopping mm -hmm. for your healthcare. Right. True empowerment, right? And like, if I'm a, a regular customer, I want to go to the site and I'm going, okay, I don't really understand this. I don't get it. Is there someone I could pick up the phone and call and have them Absolutely. walk me through what I'm looking at? Yeah, so we offer the service directly to large employers, um, okay. and then they offer it to their employees as a benefit. And okay. in that instance, we provide the um, call center, which we actually call our health shoppers. Okay. So as I just said, you know, you're shopping for health insurance. That's why we call okay. them health shoppers. Um, okay. And they provide personalized service on the phone. They'll provide reporting. They'll provide, you know, additional um, things that you might need in order to help you get a certain service at a certain place. Right. Um, we also offer this tool as just a, a database and a tool um, to other, other entities within healthcare. So for instance, health plans might use us on the back end okay. um, and then feed that into their website. There might be a, a TPA which works with a health plan and they mm -hmm. might be using us to feed into their website. Um, you know, there's other kind of larger companies within the healthcare realm. Um, yeah. that are using us on the back end and then we power their call center and things like that. So we do a lot of that okay. stuff as well. Um, yeah. But, you know, to the point of small data, um, when it comes to the call center representatives and the types of tools that they have, you know, when we're talking about taking all the claims data and turning that into pricing, that's really on a more macro level. When we when you're talking about that, you're talking about huge claims data sets, you're talking about algorithms and, and right. turning that into pricing. When we talk about small data, we're really talking about, you know, T wants to go get an x-ray of her knee. You know, right. that is at the individual level mm -hmm. or T needs to go get lab work done. Mm -hmm. Where does she go and how does she do that? Mm -hmm. So how do we help you start to make smarter decisions, understand what those decisions right. are, understand what your plan means, understand what your costs may be. Right. And then also understand like, okay, I went on this website, I searched, I understand that if I go to the hospital, which I've been going mm -hmm. to for years, they're actually going to be charging me hundreds of dollars for this lab work. Mm -hmm. If I went to Quest or LabCorp, they would only charge me about 50 or $60 for the exact same lab work. Mm -hmm. So how does T then understand okay, I'm going to change from this hospital to Quest and LabCorp. What are the little things that need to be done in order to make that happen? Right. And I think that's where, you know, it comes to what is the data that we can provide? What is the support that we can provide in order to help someone make that decision 
And that all of those small decisions then lead to larger change. Do you all also take into consideration or present quality or reviews? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah. Yeah, um, we, so we work very closely with HealthGrades, um, which is okay. the largest provider of quality data in the United States. Um, yep. Typically, when you Google your doctor, HealthGrades will be the first, or if not the first, one of the first options that shows up on Google. Um, and it's yeah, something it's the that first people, place I go. Yeah, exactly. It's a place mm-hmm. that people trust a lot. Um, and it has a lot of quality data. We pull in other, you know, healthcare quality metrics for mm-hmm hospital safety, um, leapfrog, things like that. We also okay. work with all of the different health insurance companies because they all also have their own yeah. um, quality metrics. And so, you know, Aetna has the Excel network, Cigna has a different network, Blue Cross Blue Shield has a different network. So we pull in all of those depending on the plan that you're on. Nice. Yeah. That's the, you know, I was just speaking to a gentleman in Nairobi, Kenya, um, about uh, something he calls a health healthcare recommender and it's okay. kind of like a it uses a netflix type of algorithm in the background to present options best options for patients based on other metrics and data that's, that's great going on the patient saying okay we see you may have this issue here is what we're recommending for you to have the best outcome yeah and so like me as a patient i could take that and go okay this is what health recommender is recommending let me go yeah. to clear costs and see what's the best financial road I need to take in order not to have to take out a second mortgage on my It's home. interesting. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because so these employers that we work with, you know, they're massive employers, mm-hmm. like Fortune yes. 500 type companies. And right. what they'll do is they'll pair us a lot of mm-hmm. the times along with other services. So whether it's second opinion, whether it's quality or something like that, and then have kind of a concierge or an aggregate or someone to help Mm -hmm. the patient in the center to say, okay, you know, we feel that you may need knee surgery, but you might want a second opinion on that. And then you might want to go to make sure that you go to a place that it has a good hospital quality rating Mm -hmm. so that you don't need to have a repeat knee surgery. But then Mm -hmm. we'll also want to take that additional consideration of the finance, the finances into consideration and then pile all of that together and then mm-hmm. end up with the, the perfect place for you basically. Okay. Do you all have a sense of how many individuals actually use the service out of the total that's offered yeah. the service? Like it's, what's... it's a great, yeah, it's a great question. I think, mm-hmm. um, you know, it very much varies depending on the employer and the situation in which it's being offered. Um, okay. A lot of the times what employers will do is that they will um, offer incentives initially mm-hmm. to use the service just to help people become aware of it and right. help people, you know, help people understand that it even exists. Um, and we've had employers in the past that have done things like your healthcare premium, your monthly premium that you're paying towards your plan mm-hmm. is more expensive if you're not using clear cost, because what they're assuming is if you're using clear cost, you're naturally going to be steering yourself to less expensive providers. Right. If you're not using clear costs, then you're not really taking, you, there's no way you're gonna be taking costs into consideration. And right. so it's almost similar to, if you've seen like narrow network plans where they limit the providers that are in the network to try uh-huh. and control the costs. Right. Um, clear costs almost helps people create their own version of a narrow network plan and based okay. off of what, they, what their priorities are. I think one of the things that you and I have talked about in the past uh-huh. is, you know, you might be, 
going to an endo like, like someone who has diabetes, for instance, mm-hmm. might go to an endocrinologist very regularly. Mm-hmm. They might get blood work done very regularly. And maybe mm-hmm. there's some imaging studies, um, whether it's like, you know, a thyroid ultrasound that, or sonogram that they need to right. check in on every year, um, a mammogram, maybe yearly, depending on your history, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So there's certain services that they're getting every year. Yeah, if I, someone's, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. If someone's endocrinologist is expensive, they might say, you know what, I'm comfortable with the fact that my endocrinologist is expensive because they are phenomenal. I've known them for a very long time. They understand my history and right. I'm not comfortable changing the provider. I'm comfortable spending a little bit more money, but you know, you don't know the person who's going to be reading your lab work and you don't know the person who's going to be doing your mammogram necessarily. So there's a lot of providers out there who you could look into and maybe mm-hmm. start to decrease your costs in that way. And that way you're not funneled into a narrow network plan with no choice over the providers instead right. of saying, okay, these are the various choices that you have to try and help you control the cost of your care. Right. Maybe keep your endocrinologist, but make an informed decision. And if you want to switch where you're getting your lab or your imaging done, that might make sense for you to right. help you control the cost of your care. Totally. No, I get that. And I know like uh, with certain popula- populations like the diabetics, there's a whole journey of costs yeah. Yeah. that can be um, uh, discovered there. And uh, I could totally- It can be very overwhelming. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And like you were saying with the relationships that people have formed with the endocrinologists or you know their PCPs, the doctors too have their own relationships going on in the background that are hard to break as well. So I like that you're putting the information with the patient and having, you know, the patient be the one saying, listen, doc, can we change what's happening here and here because it's resulting in high costs for me. Yeah. Um, And the other, the other thing is it's again, going back to that shopping example, you know, you might say, mm -hmm. I love these cookies and I can only get these cookies from whole foods. So I'm going to get these cookies from Whole Foods. Everything else I'm going to get from Costco. I don't care. But my favorite cookies, they don't sell them at Costco. And I'm going to actively make a choice and spend a little bit more and go to Whole Foods for these cookies. But you made that choice. You knew what the cost was in the two different places. You Mm -hmm. knew the quality and Mm -hmm. you decided that I'm going to shop at Costco for everything, but I'm getting these cookies from Whole Foods. It's the same thing in healthcare, right? You shouldn't be getting your lab work from an expensive place Mm -hmm. just because you don't know that it could be cheaper somewhere else. Right. You should be saying, I'm going to go to my endocrinologist. He's a little bit more expensive, but I love him. And I'm going to stick with my endocrinologist, yeah. but I'm going to get my labs and imaging at the Costco of, you know, healthcare, whatever it is. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, but when you go to Costco, you make that choice. When you go to Whole Foods, you make that choice and you know right. what choice you're making. So in healthcare, it should be the same thing. It's informed and you're aware. So I mean, it, it's, it never hurts to just be aware, put everything on the table and then you can make the decision. So, Absolutely. I, so I love what you guys are doing with the, um, what was it called? The health shopper. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, are there any success stories that you can share? Like, uh, absolutely. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Service? Yeah. There's a lot and there's, there's success stories kind of on a variety of different angles. So one that I think illustrates the power of small data really well is mm-hmm. um, we were working with a very large employer that had employees in something like 15 states or something like okay. that. And we were ha- helping them analyze their pricing data at a, at a macro level. Um, and then we started to drill in and get smaller and smaller and smaller. And we found 
that there was this one geographic location around one specific city where they had a headquarters mm-hmm. um, where the cost of certain services like x-rays and MRIs and things like that, which we call imaging services, mm-hmm. was proportionately much more expensive than okay. anywhere else. So we were drilling down and drilling down and drilling down. And so what we did is we built, we worked with them to kind of drill into the market, understand, okay, most people are going to this hospital. This hospital has negotiated really high rates for these services. Mm-hmm. And most people probably don't even know that there are other places where they could go because mm-hmm. the hospital probably has plastered advertisements on everything. And so everyone's thinking of that hospital and no one knows that you know ABC imaging is around the corner and they're actually really high quality. And a lot of the times actually those freestanding imaging centers they have the same exact machine that the hospital is using uh-huh. and the same radiologist is reading the image in mm-hmm. both places mm-hmm. because they've outsourced to a third-party group of radiologists and right. the radiologists read the images for the hospital and they read the images for the imaging center. So it's not right. even like you're getting any different quality. Anyway, we <laughs> drilled into the market. We found the hospital that was driving or a few hospitals that were driving a lot of the costs. And then we literally made phone calls. Our health shopper team made phone calls in the market to imaging Mm -hmm. centers, made sure that we had their prices correct, made sure we had their locations correct, their hours of operation, you know, how do you book an appointment, all of that. And then we sent postcards to all Mm -hmm. of the employees who worked at that location and said, did you know that, you know, the cost, if you're getting a knee x-ray, we chose like five, five common examples. Did you yeah. know that if you're getting a knee x-ray or a mammogram or whatever it is mm-hmm. at this hospital, it's on average costs, you know, $2,500 and at ABC imaging, it costs $500. Here are, you know, five freestanding imaging locations in your area. Here's their phone number. Here's their address. Here's their website. This is how you make an appointment. Like keep this on your fridge. Yeah. And yeah. next time you need to get an imaging service, you know, think about that. Is. Right. Yeah. And these people who we were reaching out to, they all were on high deductible plans. And so they, I think their plan had like a $2,000 deductible and commensurate, like compared to their salary, that was an extremely high deductible for them right. to, you know, if you go to a place that's charging you $2,500, when you have a $2,000 deductible, immediately you're paying $2,000 of that. Okay. If you're yeah. only paying $500 or even less than that, yeah. you know, that makes a huge difference Big to difference. someone's, yeah. Um, right. And so it's taking that macro data and then skinning it down to a group of people, to a population, mm-hmm. to, you know, targeted information right. and then helping them understand and right. make that choice. Like if you want to go to the hospital for your MRI, you should do that, but you should understand right. what you're doing. Now that's totally the power of small data, drilling down and then taking specific action to make improvements. And that's totally making a significant difference in the lives of the people that have to get those services because they can save money that can be placed somewhere else. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and if you, if you send out, like, if I send out a generic email to everyone who works for the employer and say, Hey, FYI, you have clear costs. And like next time you need to receive services, why don't you use us? Right. That is fine. And maybe, you know, it creates some awareness among some people. Uh If I send out a targeted message about a specific group of services Mm -hmm. in your area Mm -hmm. with places you could go instead, Mm -hmm. the impact that that has on a small data level 
is much more significant than maybe that generic message went to 30,000 people and Mm -hmm. this message only went to 3,000 people, Mm -hmm. but those 3,000 people are much more likely to take action than the 30,000 people who got the generic message. Totally. And you know what I found works really well too, if you have someone who could serve as an ambassador, um, coming from the employee population saying, hey guys, you know, I'm John Smith or whatever, and I've signed up with clear cost and here's how I used it. Here's how much it saved me was pretty yeah. easy to use, you know, and I don't, you know, I know some of these employees or employers are huge and you can't really say, you know, here's my phone number, reach out to me if you have any questions, but definitely saying, Hey, appear, you know, I'm just like you, you know, even if you have a diabetic population and have a representative or an ambassador from that population saying, Hey, I represent you. Basically I have these costs. And I was able to save myself X amount of money by doing this. With Absolutely. Uh, so powerful. Yeah. Um, and there's, um, you know, this specific employer that I'm talking about, they actually um, installed nurses at every okay. location. Um, every single one of their locations across mm-hmm. the United States had a dedicated nurse and the nurse um, essentially was an employee mm-hmm. because they worked for a different organization, but right. they worked at the location. And so they had lunch with everyone and they knew everyone and they met with everyone every year. Yeah. And so okay. people knew them very well and they were, you know, they did serve that advocacy role in the population okay. and we would feed them information to yeah. say, Hey, this person has potential savings mm-hmm. in terms of services that they've received and where they okay. could save money. So we weren't putting it on the nurses to have that conversation just because it's a totally different thing aside from what they were doing. But we did feed them the information so that if they were sitting down and meeting with someone, they would get a flag saying, hey, this person could save money. And so then they would say, hey, you know, I think that ClearCross could really work for you because, you know, I think that you might have some areas where you could potentially save money and it might be helpful for you and your financial health to have that. And so here's their phone number. Why don't you give them a call after this meeting? Interesting. Is there, it sounds like there is like intelligence also built into the system for predictive analytics saying, you know, hey, we've noticed that you've gotten X, Y, Z. It looks like within two years, you are going to need this, 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 and you potentially could be spending this amount of money. Does the system also do that? Yeah, it's an interesting question. The system absolutely can do that. People get very freaked out by it, which I totally understand. Um, No one likes to know, you know, if I tell someone, hey, the likelihood that you blow out your knee in the next two years is 90% (laughs) and then they do it, um, you know, people get a little bit. Yeah, exactly. So, which I totally understand. So we we absolutely focus on prior services received as opposed to predictive services. So, (laughs) but the thing that's interesting about that, and I think I've told you this example already, but um, for the audience, (laughs) um, you know, we, our health shoppers were working with an individual who was a man in his Mm fifties. And we saw that he had received a knee MRI followed by knee surgery. And so we sent him a report that said, Hey, FYI, you know, you spent this much on your MRI. And if you had gone to any of these places in your area, you would have spent a lot less. And so maybe that's something to consider for next time. And he actually was a little annoyed about it when we first sent it, because he felt like, why didn't you tell me this before I got the MRI? Um, And I wish I had known. And this is useless information. He then called us almost exactly one year later. And he said, I needed to get 
an MRI followed oh. by surgery on my other knee. Um, and I pulled up the report that you sent me and I checked it and that's where I ended up going. I'm really happy I had that because I spent way less money this year than I did last year. Mm-hmm. And my coworker went through the same thing. And so I gave him the information and he did the same thing. So, <laughs> you know, it's also a matter of just having people ha- having that awareness. And so yeah. when someone is in the middle of a healthcare event, mm-hmm. they will take the time to look this up ahead of time. Right. And so now he had such a great experience. He's going to share the love and exactly. tell his, his connections, you know, hey, check this out. Save me so much money. You might want to consider it. Um, so, you know, word of mouth. And like you were speaking about the power of marketing earlier. Yeah. That's like, totally. Um, for instance, uh, you know, I had to get some eye drops for my eyes. And I said, okay, immediately, I need to go to the store and get Visine or get one of these highly marketed and folks were like, no, not necessarily. It's not necessarily the best one. Yeah. Um, yeah. So marketing is very powerful, but I love what you guys are doing. And um, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with sure. me today about it. We are pretty much at the end of our talk. And uh, I would love to have you back on to talk a little bit more about some new stuff that you all of are doing course. at Clear Course, maybe some other projects that you're working on. Are there any words uh, uh, that you'd like to share with the audience before we close out? Sure. I know you and I had talked about kind of consumer tools or places that people could go to try and find this information. So mm-hmm. ClearCost works with, for the most part, large employers and health plans and, and mm-hmm. healthcare entities, things like that. So mm-hmm. if your employer uses ClearCost, great, go ahead and check it out for sure. Um, but if not, um, pretty much all the health plans at this point, all the major health plans already have price transparency tools on their website. Um, okay. So if you look up your health plan and price transparency or cost estimator, you can find it. Um, sometimes it's a little buried, but you should be able to find it or you can call them and just ask them to direct you there um, uh-huh. or to give you a cost estimate. And they are pretty much required to do it at this point. Um, some of the smaller health plans don't have it yet, but they will okay. within the next year or two. Um, yeah. You can also always look up the cost, the kind of a baseline cost in your area, just on mm-hmm. Google. There's lots of tools that, that help you do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that way you have a sense of what the cost mm-hmm. is. And so mm-hmm. if you go to a provider and you need to get a service, um, you have an understanding of whether or not what they're quoting you is really mm-hmm. high or, or reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in terms of medications, there's this amazing website called goodrx.com. Okay. Um, and they provide tons of coupons, information about oh, alternative wow. medicines that you can take, um, not alternative in terms of like, you know, natural medicines, but right. just the generic version, um, you know, advice, all of that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we use them actually all the time. Um, so another one that I, awesome. that I recommend. Awesome. Great. It sounds like a best practice to have a, a tool like that, you know, yeah. on the, the payer portal or, you know, payer website. So that's great. Great to hear. Yeah. Well, Suji, thank you so much. And thank you. I look forward to having you on again in the future. Sounds great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good afternoon. Thank you to my listeners for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the talk and I hope you will take the steps to empower yourselves as consumers and understand your costs and your options so you can make a more informed decision around your care. Um, That is the power of small data in healthcare. Um, To subscribe to the podcast, you can find us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, 
You can also go to www.eim-inc.com and click on Let's Talk Small Data to learn more about the podcast and Emma. And this brings us to the end of the program. I want to say, have a wonderful day. And remember, unleash the power of your small data. It's your most strategic asset. See you next time. This episode is brought to you by Effective Information Management Assistance, specializing in healthcare small data and offering expertise that goes beyond technology. Visit www.eima-inc.com to learn more about Emma and the podcast, Let's Talk Small Data with T.